0: Welcome to Live Committed. It's a central platform for the Aerial Tribe community where we believe in the individuals about executing the discipline of
1: standards plus habits are gonna equal results in their life. On this podcast, we wanna provide a space where you can learn to grow through conversations and connection with other people to reach the highest vision that you have for yourself, mind, body, and spirit.
0: And at Ariel the Tribe, we are passionate about results. So, whether you're feeling stuck in your business, your marriage, your spiritual journey, or whatever's going on in your life, we would love to invite you to the tribe
1: to learn how you can live a committed life. You can always visit us at www.ariel tribe.com, that's A R I E L tribe.com, to learn more about who we are and how to get connected to the tribe. So, Aaron, let's get on with the show. What's up, tribe? Hello, tribe. We're back. We are back, and uh, once again, we're going to tee up a great topic. Totally, this one came from the mind of Jason <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> oh, well, okay, well, <laughs> only uh, from the mind of the Jason mind, Jenkins. Well, hopefully,
0: there's some benefit that comes from this. Oh, you know,
1: this is going to be great, and so uh, I'm super excited to actually tackle this one. Um, one of the things that I think we uh, that we all kind of at least in our mind, picture is what does the ideal life look like, mm-hmm. uh, and yet many of us um, find ourselves stuck in this mediocrity, or you know, whatever. Like we're just we're not where we want to be. Um, we're not even close to where we want to be, and we don't know how to get there, and we're kind of lost and stuck. And I love this topic uh, that you've teed up is just how do you. Um, how do you achieve that? Like, how do you actually make progress on this? Um, And this is something that for you has been rooted in something, right? Like you've got a journey over the last year. Yeah. I would say
0: last couple of years, I feel like I really kind of started leaning into this since COVID, to be honest with
1: you. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Like what's been the journey?
0: Yeah. I think the journey has been, you know, I feel like I got to back up real quick where I got out of college and, you know, I had great parents, but my father was just like, hey, go make money. And I was like, OK, hey, like, you know, I'll go do that and then get caught up and, you know, met my beautiful wife and then responsibilities. And like, this is what life looks like is you have responsibilities. You're a good human being, <laughs> you know, well- and you love people, and then you provide, and you have, a, and so on. And I was like, "All right, cool," but like, there's this really big thing in my heart called purpose. And and there's been moments in my life where I feel like I've exercised that. And so, um, kind of fast forward to getting to COVID because I was just really focused on what do I have to achieve, and and it kind of was. I mean, I've achieved, I think, a decent amount, but to a level where it's been unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so recently as I feel like I've been very introspective in asking myself kind of those bigger questions, which I wish I'd had done a long time ago. Right. The idea is like, what is, what is fulfillment look like, Jason? Like, what does this really look like for you? You know, from your, from your marriage to your spiritual life, to your physical life, like your career, like, what does this look like? Because I've started to come to realize is if I'm moving towards that, then there's a sense of joy. Yeah. And I think you and I talked about it and you brought it up before we got on the show is like, okay, Well, sometimes people have those in certain components, like, hey, spiritually, I'm feeling really fulfilled, but at home or work, it really sucks, you know? And so for me, it's kind of been this introspective as, okay, what is it? What's the life that I want to build? What's the, what, what is the goal, the target that I want to achieve? Because for me personally, it's like, once I identify that, then I can realize like, okay, what needs to be shedded off? hey, that negative, toxic relationship to whatever it is, because it's a distraction, to getting to what I want. And really, um, as I was thinking through this and I was kind of talking about it pre-show, it, it's never really the destination. We know that. We've heard it a thousand times. You know, it really is the journey because it's going to be hard, and, 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 but at least I know that I'm moving towards something that is going to bring me that sense of fulfillment because I love doing hard stuff. If I know it's pointing me towards something that that I'm looking to achieve, so that that's kind of where this came from.
1: Okay, so. that's really awesome. And I I uh, I think what we're gonna do, just as a roadmap for the show, is we're gonna we've we've talked in past shows about these different spheres of our life. So we have our personal development. We want to talk about mind, body, and spirit. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And then we'll move into work and family and and maybe hobbies, but. I think that's plenty of content. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we get there, you guys will be like, "Oh my gosh, this has been an hour and a half. Yeah. Let's let's be done." Yeah. Uh, but that that's kind of the trajectory we're going to go on here. Um, you uh, you have this opening question here that I think is really good. So, if to begin the show, uh, pause the podcast and sit down and write around this question: what What would bring me complete joy in my life? if it looked like this, yeah. what is it? Like, what would bring me complete joy? Now we're not talking about happiness. Happiness and joy are different. Correct. Uh, happiness is a decision I make. Joy is joy is like, I know that I'm sitting right in the world. Like everything is as it should be. And that doesn't mean that there's an absence of hard circumstances.
0: There's joy in suffering. There's great joy in suffering because yeah. you're like, man, I'm, I'm getting like, this sucks, but I'm moving towards where I want to go. And right? that, that, we talked about that
1: with failure last
0: yeah. in our last episode. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so to me, this is to your point, this is not about being happy and having helicopters and Lamborghinis. This is about having great joy and in the sense what, what brings you that fulfillment, yeah, right? Because that's where that beautiful sense of energy comes from and ideas and forgiveness and love and all of the things that we know that we're supposed to do. Uh, where people are like, dude, you're getting your teeth kicked in right now, but like, there's just a sense of joy that you have. Like, mm-hmm. can you tell me where you tap it into that, mm-hmm. right? Because you and I both know that motivation is just a is just a shot in the arm, you know, for a moment the last right. maybe a day or two. Right. We're like, hey, I'm gonna go hang that quote on my mirror and look at it every day. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, but if that's pointing you in the wrong direction of like you haven't an answered this question, then. You're just going to fizzle out.
1: And it's fickle. That's the problem with motivation is that it's fickle. Like mm-hmm. you can have this statement that's like, oh my gosh, this statement changed my life. Yeah. About the fifth or sixth time that you read it, it won't be changing your life anymore. Correct. Like you, th- that's a moving target. So there's got to be something internal that's driving you that's deeper than just a, a inspirational talk.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. Like uh, this week was a really interesting week. This is going to be a silly story, but like last night... I literally had a conversation with a cookie. I'm not making this crap up. (laughs) A freaking oatmeal cookie from Costco. So had, you know, knee surgery this week. And so someone brought us over dinner. Great. And then they brought those, you know, that plastic little thing. You have a chocolate chip cookie, a white chocolate. And then I love a good oatmeal cookie. And so went to dinner last night. My wife came home and I'm like, you know what? I've been really good. And for a long time and working out and focused and haven't had a sip of alcohol, like, like since January. You know what? One cookie. like Because I, I can crush that thing tomorrow, I'm, even on my crutches. right? And I'm literally having a conversation with them. I'm like, you know what? Damn you cookie right now. You know what I mean? As <laughs> you sit in front of me. And what I realized was this, is that as stupid as this might sound, everybody, I'm, I know I'll have a cookie someday again. But for me, I'm so focused right now on achieving a goal. Mm-hmm. And I know you know this. That I'm like, that cookie doesn't push me towards where I want to be. And I think it's those subtleties. You know what I mean? It's all these little things that if I didn't have this sharp sense of where I want to go with this particular, you know, kind of fulfillment, I'm like, well, I'm going to try each one of these.
1: Right. (laughs) Just a bite of each one. just a bite of each one
0: these. (laughs) And what was really awesome last night is like, you know, because I've done it before, but I'm like, man, for some reason, that cookie was really loud last night. It just said, you need to have me. And I was like, no, I'm not eating this cookie. And, you know, so I was really proud of myself. And I'm like, it's not the first time, you know, that I've said no to something. But it was just one of those moments where, right. son of a gun, you know. And at
1: the end of the day, it was just an oatmeal cookie. It was just a stupid oatmeal cookie. However, Costco. it represents a fairly substantial win. It
0: does. It 100% does. And so it was just it, w- it was just a great reminder because then it gives you something to build upon, Right. And, and, but I really think like last night when I wanted to have probably more than one, I was like, that's not going to put me to where that, that voice that says that's not going to help you get to where you need to go. Right. You know, and I only share that with you because to me, as I literally have been unpacking this question, I want to say for, since COVID, since COVID is just, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and slips, but I'm really sensing, like, I feel like I'm just getting started. And I've said that, and I and and I only share this cookie story with you because it's kind of relevant to what we're talking about.
1: I have a similar converse, uh conversation with myself last night that I'll bring up later because it'll fit better later in the show. But so we want to we want to get you to write around that question, jot yeah. down around that question. What would bring me complete joy in my life if it looked like this? And and that's um, like not stuff, not Mm-mm. temporary satisfactions, not houses or status. What is it that really would bring fulfillment in your life, and then uh, then come back to the show, and we will pull apart the rest of what we're going to talk about. So uh, we want to tackle. I, I want to begin just by tackling that personal, your own personal world, because I think for a lot of us, we have the internal battle, um, and we lose the internal battle yeah. a lot. Um, and we all do. S- yeah. And, and I would say, I don't care how much people talk about how successful they are at things. They, they lose the internal battle at times. We, it's just... 100%. So first of all, if you're going to win in your personal world, it's not about 100% success. It's about being willing to not let your failures consume you. Um, that's so important because uh, what happens is uh, we get so we we'll do really good. We're being really strict, really rigid, and then somebody if something will happen. I, I, I ate the cookie, yeah. right? Like, and and rather than um, rather than stopping and going, okay, you know what? It was a cookie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It was a hiccup. It was a bump in the road. Yeah. It was definitely something that worked against where I want to go. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get back on track. Uh, for a lot of people, they can't do that. It's like I ate a cookie. I'm a failure. Why even try? Like yeah. just throw in the towel, and I'm I'm back to eating cheeseburgers and pizza. Yeah. Um, and that's the that's the problem is that we can allow one failure to really derail us. So, and if you're going to win that battle in your personal world, you got to learn to stop and start. Like fail, and then pick up your pieces and go again. Yeah. So we talk a lot on our show about kind of the internal world being broken down into mind, body, and spirit. And, um, and I, I want to tackle each of those in the sense of like, when you think about what brings fulfillment or how can you build on the desire for fulfillment in those areas, I want to kind of tackle yeah, each one because totally. I think those are important. So let's talk about mind first. Like when you, when you think about fulfillment in your mind, uh, how you think, um, what does that look like for you?
0: Uh, so, with, in regards to my, I guess my thought process, I, I kind of think about um, programming. You know, you know what what goes in is what kind of comes out, mm-hmm. and so I think that that is an, a collection of sources. So, one is, uh, you know, for us, so how much time am I actually spending in the Word? Right. Uh, I could get better at that. Um, second is how much time am I spending in, you know, getting third party content? I love reading. You know what I mean? That I feel like that, that really fulfills. desire to want to learn in different spaces. Um, And then the third, uh, more importantly, are who are those around me that are influencing me, right? Mm -hmm. Like who am I allowing in my world? Um, Yeah, we're going to be surrounded by a lot of people, but I'm saying like, who is, who am I really kind of allowing to come in and kind of, you know, soak in and influence those, those thoughts and things like that. And, and then I think the other component to that is then what's the output of that? Well, the output is going to be expressed in my heart, right? In my words and my actions um, ultimately. And so uh, so I'm going to screw up and I'm going to probably screw up pretty good sometimes. Yeah. So how can I have that honest feedback? Mm-hmm. You know, and well, those are, that's kind of how I think about it.
1: I was thinking about, uh, as you were talking about that, the, the, in the Proverbs, there's a verse that says, as a man thinks so is he. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really true. Like what's going on in my mind is so important. So I, I love what you said about third-party content. There are people who love to read. And then there are people who are disciplined to read, and then there are people who just hate to read, yeah. and there are people who have legitimate obstacles to reading, like dyslexia or you know different different issues, and that's real. Like that's not so. Reading isn't the only way. Podcasts, to... YouTube's. I mean, I, I literally,
0: I that's all that I do. I feel like some, so. When I'm sitting there, you know, if I've got like visual
1: time, I'm like, okay, well,
0: I'm on YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to feed my mind when I know, I need to feed
1: it right constantly as much and, as possible. And what I love about what you're saying is, it's not so much the medium; it's the content within the mediums. Because you can read comic books, you can Correct. read romance novels, you can read. Right. That's not going to help your mind get where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, those are you can listen to podcasts that are. I don't know cooking shows. Less cooking brings yeah. you fulfillment, you Correct. know, like whatever. Yeah. But they're whatever they are. Um, they they can be really useful, or they can be a waste of time. You can watch YouTube videos that are helpful and informational and educational, and you can watch YouTube videos that are cats playing the piano. Yeah. You know, like. Do yeah, it's super easy to go down a rabbit hole. You're like, how did I get here and
0: mm-hmm. spent an hour of my life that I'm never going to get back? Right. You know? I
1: find that with TikTok. <laughs> yeah. the, I, you know, TikTok is this social media platform that's kind of beyond me. Um, it's, it's definitely my daughter's generation, my yeah. youngest daughter's generation more than mine. Um, but I was like, "What is this all about?" And so I started scrolling videos. I looked up; it' been an hour and a half. I was like, "What yeah, just it's crazy?" I, it's crazy. It, it was. I've cr- been guilty of that too. Oh my gosh! And yeah. and so you know, those you can you can get input for your mind that's useless, or you can take those mediums of input and make them useful for you, and that is an intentional decision, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that there isn't space for TikTok. It means that TikTok has to be intentionally managed because if you don't intentionally manage useless input, it will accidentally get away from you. Yeah. And it'll become the thing that consumes you more than, um, more than anything else. And so you got to consider like, what are those input sources for your mind? Um, th- let's think about um, the body. Tell me about fulfillment in the body. How do you do that? Well,
0: so I think that that again, the same principles apply, right, to each one of these categories. This is the first is, is that what is in what is important to you when it comes to your body? Um, you know, for me, like, like yourself, it's really become something that is therapeutic and enjoyment uh, of actually going to the gym. You know, feeding our bodies what, what it's designed to be fed doesn't mean that you can't have a cheat meal here and there, but just know that everything that you, we do put on our mouths is going to move us closer or, or further away. And I think, you know, at um, at almost 48 and having this other knee surgery is just a reminder that, you know, especially the older we get, we've got to really take care of our bodies more yeah. and more, you know? So yep. so for me, it's it's having those disciplined routines um, and knowing really clear what I'm trying to achieve and, and putting... And putting challenges in front of ourselves and, and doing the hard things
1: yeah so. I think for for you and I personality wise workouts have a have a certain trajectory like they totally do we're gonna be we're gonna be checked that's just the way it's gonna be yeah, or exactly. it's not working out yeah um, that's not the goal for everybody mm-hmm. but what I can tell you is my parents are 77. And I see the condition of their health, and I know that a major piece of where they're at today is because of the decisions that they made at my age. hundred percent. And as I'm getting older and as I'm watching them get older, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I got to take care, better care of myself today so that, because I don't want to come to the end of my life and be alive but not living.
0: Yeah. It's so funny you said that. Like, I, so same thing with my parents. They're, uh, I think my dad's like 73. same. And he's just got so many issues, you know, from hips to knees to heart to digestive issues. And, you know, and it's just years of just, you know, he worked really hard, but he didn't give himself his time that he right. needed. Right? right. And, and it's super important to do that physically.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it is about what you eat. Like it is, we eat really bad food in America. Like it's bad. Your, your food is bad. Um, and so we have to be careful with that. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I think part of being fulfilled and the reason it, like you, again, you don't have to be a dietitian or nutritionist or every calorie or every carb. You don't have to, you don't have to take it that seriously, but you know that how, what you eat dramatically affects how you feel. And you're never going to have the energy to live a fulfilled life when you eat poorly, yeah, it's just the way it is. Here's my my like your cookie story. Here's my story from last yeah. night. So I have a goal that, and please, if this is not your goal, don't try to make it your goal. But <laughs> I want to hit five percent body fat. That's where I'm headed. I, I got a journey to get there, but I am going to get there, um, and so I'm on my way to five percent body fat, which means um, I'm exercising. a lot lot. and it's kind of for this season of my life it's not going to be forever but for this season of my life it's kind of become this consuming my whole day bends around my exercise uh it has to because there's there's just so much of it um so last night i had to do 60 minute cardio session so i went out for a run uh and i was like you know what i could do i hit this i hit this point where I have to either go right or left and if I go left it's a 4 mile run if I go right it's a 6 mile run and I'm like I could do a 4 mile run slow slow
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> cuz I'm tired I've been yeah. doing a lot of exercise same conversation that you're having about the cookie mm-hmm. I've been crushing it like okay. I've been doing well I've been my eating is on point everything is on point I I could do that and be okay mm-hmm. And then I was like, uh, and I, t- I turned right. And I was like, I'm having this conversation in my head. You were talking about the cookie. I was chuckling. I was like, I don't want to do this. Like yeah. everything in me is like, I don't want to do this. But what I do want is 5% body fat. Yeah. I know that. And because of that, what I also know is I have to be willing, whether I want yeah. to do it or totally. not. Now, at the end of that run, I'm like, look what I did. Exactly. And because of that, I don't have any regret. Like if I had run that four mile run, I would today be just fine and I would be able to move forward and go on. But I would do it with regret because I know I compromised myself. Um, I didn't compromise. I did the right thing. I did it the right way and because of that I'm continuing to get the right results and and again I don't always choose that that's yeah. a that's a win there've been times where I've been like oh, I'm doing four yeah <laughs> totally. I can't I can't do it totally. I can't do it but that's the so when you think about setting fulfillment for yourself physically bottom line you don't have to be a crossfit champion or a professional bodybuilder or anything like that but you do need to take care of yourself. Yeah, 100%. You need to eat well. Yeah. You need to exercise, yeah, even if body. it's just walking. Yeah, you got to move the body. You, you, you just have to. If you don't, then what happens is as you age, you really start to fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's like the body's made for struggle. Like the more that you make it struggle, the more the better it responds. Yeah. Uh, and so um, we want... If we're going to have fulfillment in our body just in our own personal development, you've got to eat right and exercise. You have to. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about mind. We've talked about body. Let's talk about spirit. Yeah. Um, where does spiritual fulfillment come from? So
0: I think, for, at least for myself, it comes from having that connection you know, with God and it being pretty honest. Yeah. It's a little bit back to the mind, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a strong... Correlation, at least for me, is like I know when I know when I'm connected and I know when I'm not. I mean, just to kind of summarize it. Mm-hmm. And so, how I personally go about that is is kind of having conversations with God. Like, yeah, um, that that can improve. And I mean, some of the stuff that flows in all of our minds, you're just like, where'd that thing come from? You right, know, <laughs> like right. that's pretty demented, or you know what I mean? Right? Weird, and you know, like it's just so for me. Um, I've really found when I, uh, pick up the Bible for some reason, I don't know why I find myself in New Testament or the Proverbs often, they just kind of speak to my soul. And so just kind of reminding me like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really the, the path that, that the word lights up in front of me about, okay, about where should I be stepping and, and how does that really impact the other aspects of my life? I mean, if you're going to put it somewhere, it truly is the root to the tree, Mm -hmm. you know, that grows the branches. And so, uh, so I try to, I try my best to be, uh, intentional about that. Um, I think sometimes where I slip is, is I allow, like I was kind of referencing those, you know, the third parties or other content to kind of, uh, supersede that. It's like, Oh yeah, no, I got my faith. I'm not going to hell. So we're good. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, like, right. Check that box. And you know, i I think I'm doing the right things over here and there. Um, so this is actually one area in my life that I'm trying to, to get better at. And I think trying to remove distractions is, is one way about going about doing that.
1: Yeah. You know, I, uh, you just made me think about something that is connected to this, but it might be a little bit of a tangent, but that's all good. What's a podcast if it's not a good tangent. (laughs) Um, so this passage hit me different for the first time. And I love when that happens, um, because my job is the Bible. Um, and so, uh, I love when a passage hits me fresh. So John 15, Jesus is, says to this to his guys, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you know, apart from me you can do nothing, but if mm-hmm. you abide in me. And and what he says in there that's really interesting, the progression is he says, If you if you abide in me, you will bear fruit. And then he says, and those that God loves he prunes so that they will be more fruitful. And then he says, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, then you will bear much fruit. So there's the fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and and what's fascinating to me about that is like, I see that in people all the time who come to church, you know, who, who are um, Christians who mm-hmm. have a belief in Jesus at some level. Um, what I find fascinating is there's people that are like, yeah, God exists, God, Jesus is real. I acknowledge Him, the Bible's true. We need to, we want to be Christians. Yep, I love I love Jesus. Yeah. You know, um, that that's the abiding in in him, right? Like that. okay, you can bear fruit there. But what happens is God is going to come and work in your life. And what he's going to do is he's going to prune you. He's going to take away some of those distractions so that you can be more fruitful. Not because he's mad, not because he's disappointed, but because he wants you to be more yeah. fruitful. And then um, if you if you hang in there with that, then what starts to happen is Jesus starts to take root more and more and more. So it's not just me acknowledging him, but me allowing him to decide my decisions for me. Like if I say yes to Jesus, then all these decisions down line should be foregone conclusions because they're they're already in line with what God wants. I don't mm-hmm. have to think about it. Like yeah. I don't have to think about whether or not I'm going to move in with my girlfriend before we're married. I don't have to think about it because I, I already know what God wants. Yeah. That And so I said yes to Jesus, which means I say yes to these things and no to these things. It, but what we do often is we want to say yes to Jesus and then use our own reason, our own intellect, our own depth of understanding to make decisions in the world. And Jesus is like, I mean, okay, like you can bear fruit yeah. that way, but you're never going to be more fruitful. You're never going to bear much fruit. And so those are the kind of things that I think, you know, as we grow in our spiritual awareness, and and I'm just going to be real clear, not all spiritual is the same spiritual. Like. It, straight up, you can try to chase, well, I'm not a Christian, but I'm spiritual. Nah, you're you're just trying to be a philosopher and do what you want. Like It's still hedonism. It's still self-indulgent. It's still serving the self. It's still putting my own self on the throne. The only thing that will ever really fulfill us spiritually, and I can tell you from personal experience, I can tell you from the testimony of thousands of people that I have talked to, um, the The bottom line is the only thing that brings us fulfillment spiritually is when we understand that we're not the God of the universe, Mm -hmm. that there is a God of the universe and we're not it. Uh, And we got to get down off the throne of our own hearts and we got to put him on it. And and that's just the way it is. Uh, You you can try it every other way. And even to the point of you can bear fruit, but that will never bear much fruit. It will always be lacking. And so the fulfillment that you desire will never be completely
0: there. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cause it kind of, you know, gets me back to just how, how is that process? How, how do you go about achieving this fulfillment process? One is we're talking about you got to have the, the, the conversation so you can identify what am I, what am I moving towards? Right. right? But then the other thing is, is that you, you do got to cut things out of your life so that don't support that, you know? So I love that you brought that up about that pruning part. Like there is where God will bring certain you know certain situations in your life to to help assist in that. Yep. <laughs> and then there's just things where you got to be proactive and recognize like yeah, that just that relationship's got to go. Yep. Whatever that is, like that toxic person or situation like if it exists, it's not going to allow me to continue to grow and, and bear the fruits that you said. I I, I love the stacking of that. I mean, yeah, that's so cool.
1: Well, it's almost like Jesus was brilliant. I, I you almost, know you should yeah. totally <laughs> follow him. I, I just I just think yeah. it's so fascinating to me because what I see in people is I want to say yes to Jesus and do what I want, and then I'm mad at God when that doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Like He should have protected me. Protected you from your own free will. Like, that's like, no, that's not how that works. Like, he protected you by saying, don't do that. And then you did it and then expected the same protection. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. But I see that in people where we kind of sabotage our own fulfillment, especially spiritually, because saying no to some of those things that we really want is hard. And sometimes it's simple, like an oatmeal cookie. Sometimes it's simple, like, I don't want to do the work that I need to do to get where I want to get. Sometimes it's more complex like I have these really um, profound emotional and spiritual brokennesses that are creating false needs um, and so they wind up they wind up controlling me in ways that are super unhealthy.
0: Yeah, I mean even down to you know toxic relationships at work, you know what I mean it's it just it's all around us. that's why you have to recognize it for what it is and, um, and be honest with yourself and be like, yeah, there's gotta be, you know, getting back to how you said it, there's gotta be some pruning that's taking place. Yep.
1: And I'll say this. Um, I find this to be true in my own life and I I find it to be true in the lives of other people as we journey together, the healthier that you get emotionally, spiritually, and physically, the healthier that you become, the more fulfilled that you are in your life the more that you will recognize the brokenness of other people. And if you're not really careful, you can weaponize that in a destructive way. So I think the goal is to say, hey, as I get healthier, I have to be a person who's willing to help the people around me become better as well, whatever they need, wherever they're at. And that's not, (laughs) I will help you by telling you where you're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's helping them by encouraging, supporting, journeying with them. Um, if they give you a goal, hold them accountable to it. You know, those, those kinds of things, a goal that they're trying to achieve, then, then hold them accountable to it. Like, those are the kind of things that I think are uh, really, really critical. We, we've got we've to be people, I, I think this is, this is humanity, needs more of this, who make the people around us better. Um, everywhere we go, people are better because we were there. We've lifted everybody up and that can be a little step. It can be a big step, but what we have too many, too much of in the world is people trying to make themselves feel big by making other people small. And that just doesn't, just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a great segue into this next sphere where we talk about, um, family. What does fulfillment for you look like with your family? Yeah, I would say
0: connectedness is, is one way I probably would frame that up. You know, how connected are, are me and Jennifer? You know, like where where are we at? Mm-hmm. You know, like where it's really authentic and it's real and we're, uh, you know, I always like to frame up uh, we're having fun together. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean we're going to Disneyland every day, you know, metaphorically speaking, but like, I mean, physically speaking, but like me- metaphorically just, you know, how are you doing and moving beyond just some of the, hey, how was your day? Great, got it, check it, how's the weather? And, you know, like. Right. Hey, let's, you know, so, so for us, it's being connected and, and our son is at college, just, um, you know, any chance we get an opportunity, you know, for, to feed into those relationships because mm-hmm. there's seasons and, and family. And so for me, where I know that, you know, if I kind of treat it as like, Hey, this is my last time to have a conversation with them. Like, you know, not that it has to be philosophical all the time, but I am trying to be dad and trying to pour into them and let them know that. Their dad loves them, that they're proud of them, and that I believe in them. Like there were three things that I want my kids to always know about their father, or those three things that I love them, that I'm proud of them, that I believe in them, as to be a catalyst to where God wants to take them in life. But for but but I would say to add to connectedness, there's also a growth component. I think you know there's a responsibility that I have as a father and a leader in the home, is that you know how are we growing as a family, you know collectively together, so that you know, as, as boyfriends and girlfriends start walking in the house and, you know, what, what, how do, how do I help usher in those new chapters in a way that is fruitful, um, you know, for them that I wish I would have had some of that, um, some of those
1: conversations, you know, for my parents mm-hmm. at the time. So I don't know. What about you? Yeah. I, uh, I think connection is great. Uh, you know, for me, I, I would add that absolutely to the list. I, I feel like when I when I think about my kids, like fulfillment for me with my kids, um, I want to see them two things. And um, when my son-in-law came and asked for my daughter's hand, mm-hmm. <laughs> what an awkward conversation, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Just wait. It's coming yeah, for you. Yeah. Um, that th- th- I said, I only want two things. I only ask two things of you. Number one, I want you to always love the Lord. Like whatever you do, allow that to be the guiding North Star of your life. Number two, I want you to always work hard. I think if you can get those two things down, you'll always land on your feet. Yeah. Even if you're going through hard things, and I can stand fulfilled as a parent when I know my kids own those two principles. Yeah, that's good. Because they'll sift a lot of their world through those two totally. things, totally. whether it's good or bad. Always love yeah. the Lord and always work hard. Um, whatever you're doing, I d- and I told them, I don't care. I've told my kids since they were little, I don't care what you do. Mm. Like if you want to be a teacher, be a teacher. If you want to be a garbage man, be a garbage man. If you want to be a, a electrician, be an electrician. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, do it, but That's work right. hard at it. That's exactly right. And, and you'll and, and <laughs> my boys when they got jobs in high school, I was like, hey, you know what? Here's the thing: if you work hard and show up on time, you're better than 95 percent of all the other employees already. Yeah. Like you want to you want to promote yourself. You don't have to be something special. Work hard and show up on time. Like it's mm. that simple because yeah, like as, as somebody who hires and fires people, it's hard to get someone who will show up on time and work hard. It's so true. Uh, it's just crazy. So for me, those are the things that I would add in addition to yeah. connection. I I do, um, I think for my, for my marriage, uh, to build on, I, I want to be, I want to empower my wife to be the very best version of her. Like, um, if this is kind of morbid, but to think about, um, Getting her ready for her next husband, like if like if something happens to me, yeah, um, and she is single again, and she's got to get remarried, or she's going to get remarried. She doesn't have to. She's very independent. She may not. I don't know. Um, but uh, how how is she more prepared for that next person? than she was when yeah. we started? Um, or did I damage her in some way? You know, those are the kind of questions that I wrestle with a lot. Like, how do I bring her to be the best version of her regardless of what happens to us? Mm-hmm. Um, how is she better? And I think what what I've found is, as I commit to helping her be better, we're better together. Yeah, um, that's cool. There, and this is an interesting... Um, a lot of people are like well you take two broken people and you put them in a relationship and you get a broken relationship right and so if the each individual works on being whole then the marriage becomes more whole that's not entirely true you have two individual people who need to work on their own personal growth but the marriage itself is its own entity it like it it also needs attention so when you're thinking about a marriage relationship Yes, we need to be working on our own and, and bringing our best self to the table in our relationship. But the relationship itself needs its own work and you need to have those. Like what does a fulfilling relationship look like? Yeah, what does that look like? Um, and I think when we're when we're wholly invested in the well-being of the person that we're connected to, it works. I agree. And because of that, I would even go so far as to say this, and again, this is about fulfillment. If you're struggling in your marriage, I believe that any two people can stay married as long as they're both willing to work on their own personal stuff, but to be wholly invested in the well-being of the other person, to empower and love and encourage the other person rather than critique and you know, well, I'm loving you by telling you where you're wrong. That's, yeah. that's not love. That's criticism. And it's weird that love is a gift of the spirit and criticism isn't.
0: Yeah. Well, you've seen a lot of that from the counseling perspective yeah. either, that you've had with cli- with couples. And so. it
1: really boils down to just some very simple principles that people just aren't willing to do. Like yeah. they want to have a fulfilling relationship, but they're not willing to to do it. they're not willing to do the work. It's just like, I want to, I want to be at 5% body fat, but I'm not willing to run six miles. You know, like that it's the same simple decision, but it shows up in all these different places. I, you know, I want to be fit. I want to, I want to hit my goals, but I want to eat that oatmeal cookie, which is, again, it's a silly example, but those are the little, those little compromises, those two degree shifts are what, when we get, you know, when you, when you, there's a great book called Two Degree Shifts. And I don't remember who wrote it. It was years ago. But um, when you take a two degree shift, it's not very big at the beginning. But the further you go out, the wider that gap gets from, right. from your trajectory. And so it can become a really huge gap, just a little shift That's right. so you got It to... compounds. It absolutely compounds. It reminds me of uh, the book,
0: uh, Outwitting the Devil, where he talks about drifting. Yeah by Napoleon Hill. And I, I love that because, because then you're like, Oh, I'm starting to drift a little bit and it's the same concept, but it's great. Yeah.
1: And it's the, well, I'll just, I'll just watch this show that I know I shouldn't, or I'll just Mm -hmm. do this thing when I know I should be doing something else. Yep. By the way, I've been having this battle all weekend. My wife is gone for the weekend. She's off helping one of our boys buy a car and, uh, seeing some friends and doing some fun stuff and, and she's having a great time. Um, I just bought the greatest time sucker of all time, a PS4. Oh, got it. There you go. <laughs> now, uh, and, and so I was like, my wife is going to be gone all weekend. This You're is like, the perfect, time, perfect to have, time. I don't have any distractions. Yeah, my I am, gaming skills that's up. That's right. I am going to learn to beat a nine-year-old at a video game. That's, that's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> and what's interesting is I have had it's been this battle for me I've had no I've had so much stuff to do um so many you know it's springtime and we're trying to get the yard mm-hmm. ready and um, I have all these projects around the house and I'm like I can't bring myself to sit out here and play this video yeah, game so when I need to go do XYZ um and so I've only played it for like minutes, like the whole, the whole time. So I'm going to try to find some time today, but I don't know if I'm going to get fine. it or not. But, you know, those are the kind of things that those little decisions, Yeah, I can absolutely play that video game and I can spend the whole rest of the weekend doing it. Um, but all these other things that need to get done, <laughs> that when my wife comes back, she's going to go, she's not going to say, hey, did you play your video game? Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like, she's going to go, hey, did you get that thing done that we talked about getting done? That's making our life miserable. Yeah. No, I was playing my video game. Yeah. Oh. Love you. you're such a great you're supportive a great cousin. Cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to level 10. That's you have right. No you... idea. You have I no killed... idea. I got the level 10. Yeah. I killed the monster. Yeah, I killed him. Yeah. I saved the universe. So,
0: funny.
1: so, uh, work sphere, let's talk about fulfillment in your work sphere. Mm-hmm. When you, when you think about that, like what's your, what's your kind of like long range, like this is, this is where I want to get to with my work. So for me personally, I think when it comes to work,
0: the word purpose really gets elevated, you know, and kind of gets put on the mantle Mm -hmm. mentally, you know, is that I just want whatever I do because there's, you know, I I get great fulfillment of, of doing, um, and, and building and executing and all of that great stuff. But I want to know that whatever I'm touching is, is a, having a big impact on somebody else's life. So that, that's for me, it's, it's not about the you know, the money that's coming from it. I, I believe that when you get into that flow state, I actually think you can make more money because you're just you're serving others. Right. Um, you know, in whatever capacity, like, oh, I'm only in a nonprofit, Be like, no, you are awesome and I need you to come speak right. You know, I think that's where blessings start showing up in different ways. So if you're listening to this, you're like, oh well, you know, I'm a pastor, I'm this or that nonprofit. Like, it doesn't matter. If you're if you're you're the best at what you do and people can sense it and there's value and you're solving problems in this world. But so for me, it, it really is that. And so that's, um, that's kind of how I think about the professional life is, is just for myself personally is
1: I want it to be, I want it to be per- purposeful and, and, and have an impact. So. Yeah. I love that. And the, I, I would totally agree with you on that. The only thing that I might add to it is yeah. I, I also need progress. Yeah. So I got to have purpose, but I need progress. I, I need it. Like yeah. I need to know that whatever I'm giving my energy to is moving forward in the right direction. Same here. Because if I don't have that, um, I, I get frustrated and
0: all those other things. Yeah, real and
1: quick. and what I've also found is I have to have some degree of influence over the progress. Like I can't just be. Um, I'm unfulfilled when I am just yeah, reacting great. to somebody else's. Yep, desires. I totally agree with that. Uh, and now, not everybody's that way, and that's neither good nor bad. It's just true for me. That's yeah, um, true for me too. Yeah. And so, I, you know, for me, I got to have some kind of influence. I don't have to control it, but I got to have some kind of influence over the progress. Mm-hmm. And and what I found is, um, you know, I, we've only been here uh, coming up on three years actually. That's cool. um, but uh, before that, the church that I was in before, what I found was, we were there twelve years, had a great ministry, and. What we came to was we kind of hit the limit of where I believed I could make things go forward. Um, and, I, and I don't know if that was a, a resource issue or if it was a just a personal growth issue, probably a combination of both of those things. Um, the people that were influencing the direction, their comfortability with risk, there was a lot of factors in all of that. But for me, I just hit the ceiling of what progress looked like. And we had done really great things. We did everything that we wanted to do, um, but I couldn't make progress. Yeah. And so we wound up like, okay, this is coming to an end um, because I have to. It just for me, I just drop and blow away. If I'm if I'm just main, managing and maintaining, that's just not my wheelhouse. Uh, so I have I'm, to have progress.
0: I would grab those and add those to my list as well
1: <laughs> uh, because. That, that that
0: to me is, is a form of feedback, you know, that like if I feel like I'm wasting time on something, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I can't do this. Right. So. Right. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So um, for you, go back and reflect on that list. Like, what is it that really brings fulfillment? And then um, take that list, run it by some people, filter it, refine it, yeah. get some feedback on it. And then, um, and I think you said this earlier in the, in the podcast, eliminate any competing distractions percent. and this is so like, maybe that's a relationship. And I think one of the things that happens is we wind up really struggling with like, I don't know if I can do this and they're going to feel bad or whatever. If you're trying to make eliminating a relationship personal, you're always going to struggle to do it. Don't eliminate relationships based on personal issues, eliminate it based on values I have a I have a path to fulfillment and this person can't get me there. Yeah. And that that's not selfish. That's just true. This person is actually hindering my my ability to become what I believe God wants me to be. I you know It's I, no different than that
0: freaking oatmeal cookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like you just got to like, okay, hey, that can't be in my cupboard. That can't be in my life. I mean, right. it's, it's no different. It's just... For
1: the record, the decision is no different, but people yeah. are more important than quote, milk cookies. Yes, yeah. <laughs> very true. Yes, it's very true. But the decision is essentially the same thing. It's, it's same that thing. It's that little voice that we listen to. Are we going to let fear control our decisions? Or are we going to let values control our decisions? Mm-hmm. Are we going to let um, be intimidated and and live in this world of like, second-guessing ourselves? Or are we going to go forward knowing that our values that we've set for ourselves are good, they're God, what God wants? And um, they're going to bring about the life that God's intended for us to live.
0: I, I'd, I'd, I'd add one more to it as well. I think, like I mentioned on the front side of the podcast, like where Joe Rogan talks about the honeycomb pots. You know, so maybe you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, everyone in my life is not bringing me down. But like, are you comfortable? You know what I mean? Are you not moving out of a space that creates discomfort? That you know, there's more in there. There's more that like, like like in order for me to get closer to what I want to fulfill there's going to be discomfort and I I'd be like great like so so get uncomfortable yeah. you know yes. it's in your physical realm your spirit like cuz that's where you're going to find that growth that we talk about all the time so that's the other thing I'd add to this as well
1: yeah fulfillment is not in the destination fulfillment is in the process 100% so that's yeah. really really good that's probably a whole nother podcast episode. There we go. That one. <laughs> so, Hey, if this has been good for you, like it, share it, uh, give it to somebody that needs to hear it. We all struggle with fulfillment at times. And this is a, one of those um, things that you can hit right at the right time to really encourage somebody to keep moving forward. Um, If you have any questions or ways that you um, work towards fulfillment or what fulfillment is in your life, we'd love to hear about that. You can email us, Jason at Ariel-Tribe.com or Aaron at Ariel-Tribe.com. Or if you have any ideas for the show, we'd love to hear about that as well. You can email us and uh, we'll tackle those. But for now, we're going to turn you loose to go live a fulfilled life. Until next time.